EC Comics presents The Vault of Horror. <laughs> Touch him. Don't touch him. Is anyone hurt? Find him, Reggie. I just got a scratch. You hit him just in time. Reggie? Mr. Farnham? Are you alright? Uh, clawed both legs, but it, it's not bad. Oh, no. Reggie, you don't look good. No, I'm not feeling too good. Me either. Oh, my heart is racing. In fact, I, I think I'm gonna be sick. Oh, me too. Those with a werewolf bites or even scratches are contaminated. Nothing can save you from this hideous fate. The werewolf's victims become... The first season is available now wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Horror Comics Podcast, episode number 29. My name is Chris, and I'm the host. And I am... Well, it's a weird episode, because this is the actual final... We, we kind of recorded some things out of sequence. Uh, I think this might may have actually been the more recent one that, we, that I did with Joey uh, to do Hill House Comics, but it's actually the final episode for now. Until everything gets figured out with Diamond and DC and all that shit with this goddamn fucking whatever's going on with this uh, pandemic. Um, Whatever. Uh, You know, it's happening. So what can you do? I think it's, you know, we don't know what's going on with shipping. Um, DC has told, according to Bleeding Cool, they have told um, a lot of the black label... Uh, I think writers, I guess, artists, writers, both, maybe, I don't know, to just sort of just chill, just, you know, stop, which is a kind of a new development because before they were like, no, keep writing your stories. And now it seems like they're telling them certain ones, not all of them, but certain ones to be like, hey, just, you know, step back. Uh, it would be weird for them to tell Joe Hill to put his line on the back burner, but I, you know, I don't know. Since I, I feel like maybe these were already done, though, so it wouldn't really necessarily matter. In fact, maybe we talked about that before, that they were actually done before they started releasing them. Anyway, whatever. Uh, this is the last one until uh, we find out more uh, going forward about uh, how things are going to be released and when things get back, when things get back to whatever normal is after this, I guess. But um you know, I'm kind of curious to see and on multiple levels, like, okay, well, you know, when movie theaters reopen, what movies are they showing? 
because most because a lot of the movies that were in theaters at the time have already gone to digital. Like, I guess they would just time it with like, I don't know, set certain release. To, I, that's that's another question that like I haven't really heard anybody talking about. Not that no one has, but in my circles, no one's really asking that question of like, well, they have to have movies to play when they open. So what are they anyway? Um, it's weird moving forward, not having a specific plan. But at the same time, um, I'm excited to kind of see what happens on the other end of this. And as far as this show goes, we have, uh, I mean, there's so much back uh, back issues and stuff that I, I mean, literally probably a thousand comics, um, like between single issues and collected editions and whatnot and trade paperbacks. Um, if if not more, I mean, God, I'm looking at the shelf now, and I'm like, it's actually probably more that I could do on this show. Um, Jesus. Anyway, this show is not going to be hurting for content. It's just a matter of the time that my kid is not in school that I'm spending at home, you know, with him, and I can't obviously record. Anyway, not what we're here to talk about. So yeah, we are talking about Basketful of Heads number six. And uh, this was a really fun issue to talk about. Uh, Joey and I actually talk quite a bit before and after um, about just different things. We talk about music, which have a good conversation. I decided to just include it just to have something else, just more content, just to kind of expand the conversation. Um, I thought about editing it out because it wasn't pertinent to the conversation. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, you know, it is what it is. Let's just leave it in there. Um just because it's conversation, man. And like, what the fuck else are we doing right now? So obviously before we get into the issue, uh, there's always things that I am going to say beforehand. And I'll just go ahead and say this. Uh, there's a link in the show notes that I want you to go and check out. It's Nightmare Threads. They have uh, horror merch, all kinds of merch, whatnot. Uh, it's NightmareThreads.com. And there, I have a specific link in the show notes that if you shop through that, it will actually help out the show a little bit. And there's actually also a promo code to save you 5% off of your order. And the promo code is Horror Comics. That's one word, all caps, Horror Comics. That will save you a little bit of money off your order. And you can. there's a link to uh, the shirt that I got. In there, it's a Halloween two, Michael Myers uh, shirt, and I don't, you know, I actually don't know that that link works anymore. I don't know if they sell that same shirt anymore, but the website is awesome. Their customer service is unmatched. It's it's absolutely fantastic, and I'm saying that because I actually had an issue with my shirt that I got uh, out of the gates, and it was this one, and there was an issue with the print and. I'm only saying that to say they corrected it at a snap of a finger. They didn't, they were on top of it. They replied to my email in like minutes and took care of that shit so fast. And I was like, well, damn. Okay. <laughs> like had the shirt within like a couple of days, the replacement. So, uh, very cool. And, uh, you don't really get that kind of customer service from a lot of places, and especially as, as nice as and understanding as they were. Uh, very, very cool. Very, very, very cool. Um, 
awesome website and really cool, really cool products there. So go check it out again. Promo code horror comics, one word, all caps, go to the link in the show notes. The next thing I'm going to talk about is, uh, there is a graphic novel called Stoker and Wells order of the golden dawn. It's by Steven Peros and Barry Orkin. And I was actually sent this, uh, I was, uh, and actually, well, let me just go ahead and say the rest of the, the team. It was colored by Chris Summers and Studio Haas, lettered by Marshall Dillon, edited by J.C. Vaughn. Additional design by Don Guzzo, front and back covers and logo by Barry Orkin. Um, now, it's been a long time now, and I feel awful because I have a, I have a couple of books like this with people that have, have been in touch um, about sending uh review copies for and it's just kind of been stacking up and uh i have been meaning to get to them it's just been one of those things that i wanted to do a certain way and now i'm realizing that like it's not going to be as easy to do it that certain way so right now i'm going to just basically give you a premise and my thoughts without spoiling it and i will um i'm either going to now i've talked to steven paris about coming on the show to talk about this book. Um, and hopefully he would still be down and is not um, angry with me. <laughs> no, I'm just a messy, but like, you know, it, you know, I, I want to get back to that. I want to get him on the show because we had talked about doing that. And I was, I am still excited about doing that. Um, if he'll still come on. And um, yeah, so that's something I want to get to. I've got, a, again, like I said, a few kind of review copies that I've had that I need to, that I have read and have enjoyed and I just have to get it uh, in my rotation of like, I don't know, it's hard to get a schedule with this show in particular, but as far as Stoker and Wells goes, here's the premise in London of 1894, a 20-something screw-up named H.G. Wells and a 40-something theater manager named Bram Stoker meet and have a thrilling, frightening, and extraordinary adventure that causes both men to finally step into the lives they were meant to live. In this shared journey that leads to the creative inspiration for each writer's first great success, The Time Machine and Dracula. This is a... I didn't really fully know what to expect, but the way that these two stories are combined is... I mean, it's... Sometimes when you say the word fun, people are like, oh, oh, I don't want it to be childish. It's not. Uh, this book was a blast to read. And it is, again, an awesome mix of these two stories and a fun kind of twist on, um, I don't know, it's not really even a twist. It's just putting these two stories together in a really cool, clever way. And it's fun. And you've got horror elements, uh, of, of course, because of both stories. But I don't want to spoil anything because, again, I'm not, like, reading through the book uh, on this show. I'm just – I'm giving a review of it and I'm recommending it. Go find Stoker and Wells, Order of the Golden Dawn, and buy it uh, if you're – well, if your local comic sh- – <clears throat> if your local comic shop is open – um, I don't want to date this, I guess, too much, but post pandemic, uh, ask your comic shop to order it. Um, it helps out the creative team here and it helps out your comic shop 
But either way, you know, I don't know what timeline you're going to be listening to this in. So go online and find Stoker and Wells or go to your shop and find Stoker and Wells Order of the Golden Dime by Stephen Paris and Barry Orkin. Uh, it is awesome. The it's just like it, it it is like a fun adventure story, but obviously the characters involved, you're going to have those horror elements. And I would recommend this to anyone who is into horror, sci-fi, history, alternate histories, uh, comic books, uh, drawings, art, uh, colors, uh, pages, paper. Um, seriously, get this book and read it. It's it's a blast to read. It's a fun journey through, I mean, not even really, yeah, time, yes, but also like, it's it's like a what if, like an Elseworlds kind of idea, but like, I don't know. I can't I can't recommend it enough. The art is very cool. I really like it a lot. The characterizations of each of uh, H.G. Wells and Bram Stoker are really, I, I like the way that they kind of like, I don't know, their voices, I guess, uh, is the best way to put it. But uh, yeah, go get it. And hopefully in the future, if I can get uh, Stephen Paros on the show still, uh, we will absolutely go into this book and hopefully talk about it and I'll get in touch with him. But yeah, had a blast reading this graphic novel and I know that you will too because it's right down our alley, but it's not like trying to take the scary approach. It is it is uh, taking all of the elements that we love and making it a fun adventure and I had a blast with it. Uh, and no, I'm not getting paid to advertise this book. I just said that I would because I enjoy it and um have slacked on that so again my apologies to the creative team here uh for taking so damn long to get to it but um please 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 go out and buy this book it is it is fantastic if you get it if you have read it let me know what you think get in touch uh at horror uh well at horror comics pod on twitter and horror comics podcast at gmail.com via email um, and you know, that being said, if you want to send in show mail, you can do that through those two methods. If you want to send your original content in, please send it to either of those or get in touch with me via either of those methods. Um, if you have your own kind of horror slash supernatural experience or something that you would want to share, uh, whether you want to be anonymous or you want to you know, whatever I, I, I can say your name. I cannot. It doesn't matter. Uh, just let me know. Please send it my way. I would love to uh, share your story on the show and, uh, you know, get into that kind of thing too. So please get in touch, uh, via again, Gmail is horror comics podcast and Twitter is at horror comics pod. So please get in touch. And I would love to hear from everybody again, go get Stoker and Wells order of the golden dawn, so without further ado, let's dig into, for now, the last of the Hill House comics from DC Black Label, Basketful of Heads, number six. What I don't understand with my computer is like when I'm trying to close a program and it won't close. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm hitting the X and it won't X. Don't get it. Um... Okay. Well, the, the most annoying part is, like, we'd be done by now. We're doing one issue. 
<laughs> we're just right. trying to like, you know, just trying to get things to work. We I know. We done right now. I know. Yeah, it's one. Fi- and I was telling like Ansley, my friend Britt, I was like, yeah, we're doing like one. We're doing one episode. It's really not going to be long. I was like, we can obviously we can talk. Well, we can we can have a, a when we start having fun. Obviously, we're we're gonna have a great time. Uh, so it might go longer. But I was like, yeah, it's just one issue. What what can it be? But it, I was like, then I remembered, and I was like, actually. There's always problems with every recording I ever do. It's me. It is. There's a curse on me. There, like I, I am just convinced that there's like a technology curse that some. I, I, I looked at some witch the wrong way, passing down a street or something, and she was like, "That motherfucker, I'm cursing him," it, and it, like, it just it, doesn't work. Technology just when I pick up the GPS, it, like when we were touring in the band and stuff, and like I was in charge of like giving the directions and like paying attention to the GPS. Uh, it just it wouldn't work. It just and it still happens just, to this day, clearly. But oh, uh, man, GPS is the way. but like no, it's it's not just you because like every time I'm like, oh, it's gonna take five minutes, something happens, yeah, where it's like, all right, now it's like you know, five hours, right? Of course, happens where it of just course. screws up. But have have I told you my story about uh, about uh, Siri? Uh, nope. <laughs> like, Siri has I I got you know I I got my my iPhone and everything. It has never once worked for me, not once. You know I click the thing, I held the button down, and I ask for something, and it always just doesn't understand what I'm saying or just gets like pops up with something that is completely unrelated. There was one huh. time I was uh, I live on Cape Cod. We were off Cape. And, you know, we're driving around. I had my oldest daughter with me and we just wanted to like, you know, all right, let's go to McDonald's, get some chicken nuggets and fries for for lunch. Right. And so I'm like, all right, so uh, where's the where's the closest McDonald's? And, and it gives me directions and tells me how to get there and all that. And then I pull up to a law firm <laughs> where one of the partners is named McDonald. Dude, that's hilarious. And I'm like. I'm, I'm like, are you freaking like, and I, I lost my shit because I'm yeah. like, you have never helped me yeah. ever. Not once. Well, that, that's that's when you pull a Peter Griffin and you're like, you know what? I'm going with this. And you just walk inside. <laughs> you just walk inside and ask for a cheeseburger. <laughs> 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 it's so infuriating. And I can't tell you how many times I've just been like, it's got to get this. I just yeah. need a question and you need to answer it. You have to understand this. And it never does. So I have to just open up the Google app and then use like the Google voice thing. Yeah. So not only, you know what I mean? So it's just one oh, yeah. extra step where I'm like, open the Google app and then I hit the voice button and it works <laughs> every freaking time. Oh, like, yeah. Really, Siri? You suck. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. So my wife, real quick, and then we're going to get into the, the book that we're covering here. Um, but my, okay. So on my wife and I's like honey, well, pseudo honeymoon, uh, we went to like the day after we got married, we went to my parents had like this little, little lake house in like northern arkansas like on a nice little lake whatever and we didn't really have the money to do anything extravagant and we didn't really have the time because like we had tour we were leaving for tour in like four days so we're like all right well let's just go do this you know in the time before we leave um and so we go to this little lake not even a lake house really it's kind of like a i don't know kind of like a townhouse i don't know anyway whatever um so 
we're a like sort of yeah yeah it's it's like a little nice little apartment kind of thing with a back deck that looks over oh, but you're like connected to other you know it's part of like a building that has like four or five different apartments or whatever oh, okay. so gotcha. you know yeah, yeah. you're you're all separated and you have your own little thing but it is connected um and so we're like, all right, well, let's go in and get something cool to like cook for dinner or whatever. So we're like, all right, what do they have around here? Well, the closest thing like that was like a Walmart. So we type in Walmart and it's Walmart Supercenter. Here's the directions. And we follow the directions and it takes us to like down this dirt road pretty much, which I'm like at that when I think about it now, I'm like, why did we even go down the dirt road? <laughs> Clearly there's no Walmart no at the Walmart. end of this tunnel. Um, <laughs> like, and so we're like going and it gets to this dead end, which is this weird, like circular area. But like halfway down this road, this like pickup truck starts following you, which is something you never, ever want to have to hear or say pickup truck following you. Kill people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so we're like, okay well all right i guess we'll just try to turn around and like when we got to the end of this we got to the circle the pickup truck stopped in the road like the the dirt road so like basically we couldn't you off like basically like yeah like we couldn't get get out but like i'm like no sorry not tonight and so (laughs) i just kept going towards the truck like as if I wasn't going to stop and finally like slowly, obviously. And it finally like, went on down, whatever, drove into the woods and who knows what, what else they oh, did. Probably a bunch of math weird. or something, which whatever. But like, yeah. they like, I guess they were like, okay, they're not stopping. They're not going to get out and talk. So we'll move along. And who knows? Maybe they were looking for Walmart too. I don't <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I just assumed they were meth head hillbillies. Cause I was in Arkansas. No offense, Arkansasians, but, uh, uh, yeah, that's just what uh, it was. And so that was terrifying. So thank you a lot. Uh, whatever, Siri or Google Maps, anyway. Um, that was scary. But regardless, uh, speaking of scary, dude. Okay, so this is weird, man, because uh, we are, we're, we're talking about Basket Full of Heads, number six. We've got one more issue. Yeah, one? it's a seven part. Yeah. It's a seven parter. It's the only one out of the out of all of the uh the Hill House ones that is seven parts instead of six. Right. And so like talk about a weird time for the penultimate issue to come out where yeah. we're no longer shipping comics. <laughs> like yeah. uh holy fuck. Like so strange. Um me and Jordan talked about it on DC Comics Squadcast, like with some of the cliffhangers that were coming out of some of the, a couple of the books there were like, well, this is a hell of a time to, you know, <laughs> leave yeah. it where it's at. Uh, very mm-hmm. effective though. And same goes for this. I mean, seriously, cause like, we don't know when we're going to get the rest of these stories. Um, months. It could be months. It could be, yeah. Well into the summer. Who knows? Who fucking knows? But like, uh, that being said, um, it's, you know, we really just have this one issue to sort of focus on and speculate, but it's, a, uh, you know, at being, like I said, the penultimate, I hate saying that word. Cause I always feel like my tongue is doing backflips in my mouth for some reason. Uh, shit, man. What are we, first of all, what are your thoughts on this <laughs> pausing of comics? And also, I mean, we could go ahead and get into the issue, but I, I was kind of curious on your take on this whole, well, no more. 
Well, here, you know, here's the thing is that, I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, as far it, so there's certain, like, I kind of collect, like there's certain things that I follow that I have. Yeah. So I'm glad that they're being stopped because I want, I want the physical copies. Yeah. Same here. You know, and I don't want to have to play catch up and, right. you know, um, and I got, actually got this last week. Um, it like stopped just before. Like I, I, my, the only, the only comic book shop on Cape Cod, I live on Cape Cod. The only one is Newberry Comics in Cape Cod Mall and Cape Cod Mall shut down like, and they were shutting down on like last Wednesday or two Wednesdays ago at six o'clock. So I left work and I went and got the last comics that I could get, you know, that were for my subscription. You know, I left and I went out and I jetted down there and I got them and everything, not knowing when I'd be able to get them again. And, um, and then when it was released and when I found out that last week would be released, I went on Midtown, uh, was it Midtown comics? I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I got those and I actually got those yesterday. came in the mail yesterday. So I actually have the physical copies and everything. And so like, you know, I mean, there are certain ones that I read digitally and all that. And I read review copies and all that. Um, but you know, there, there's ones that I, I want the physical copies of. Oh, same here. kind of. It's so I it's almost like you don't want them to continue just because you just want them. I mean, like I I went to school to uh, for printing presses. I, I ran printing. Oh, presses. cool. That's what I went to trade school for. Right. So like Dude, that's awesome. Ink, ink is like my favorite, my favorite aroma. So like sometimes even right. I'll be sitting there, I just smell it. And, you know, that smell is just like, oh, it, it's it is that. So OK, dude, that I, sorry. I've been wanting to ask mm-hmm. someone this for fucking all my life, okay? So you've yep. never told me that before, and so I'm so excited right now. Is that the <laughs> smell when you open up a comic book that's been bagged and boarded for forever? You take it out, and you open that book. Is is it the ink that smells that way? It's the ink, yeah. Fuck! Oh, that's ink. Uh, man, that I, is incredible. I love, I love the smell of ink. Because it doesn't matter that. how old the book, that's what's so cool about that smell, is that like it could be a book that's 10 years old or, or 20 years old or 30 years old or longer. And it's like, it's that same smell that fucking makes so much sense. And that's, yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's, it just brings me right back to just opening, like opening like this big vat of ink and then yeah. getting it on the press and just like, and then starting to print. Yeah. Um, and like, and, and I don't know, it, it just brings me back. It's, I just love that smell. Um, and that's actually when I wrote this review for weird science, DC comics, I like I that was my review. My most of my review is just talking about like I'm I'm scared that not, not only am I scared for humanity and people because lots of people are dying right, right. now. Yeah, you know that I mean it's very very scary. But I'm like this is this going to be the end of that of the physical copy? You, you know like this is an entirely different world that we're going to be dealing with now. Yeah, like, our handshakes over. Our like friendly right. hugs. You see somebody you know is the hug over, you know the professional handshake. Not for me, but yeah, yeah. You know, like shaking hands and stuff. Yeah. And you know, like it's it, is bowing going to be in now? Will you stay separated and you just bow because there's a there's the threat of something like this happening again. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a whole right. different. It's going to be a whole different world after this is over. And who knows if it's actually going to be over because it's probably going to come back again in the fall. You know, so right. it, it well, and, um, and they're saying now too, and this is something that like people were like screaming about, like, well, you're a conspiracy theorist, but like there, there have been people saying like, no, you, when you get this, 
like, yeah, it, it will go away and whatnot, but it comes back. It, it's a virus that stays with you. It will come back and attack again. It has like the same sort of attack, kind of like an HIV, not um, not like well, HIV, but it, it's the same sort of like, what's the, the thing, term I'm looking the for? But it, it comes back in a, in different waves and it stays with you kind of thing. And now it's kind of coming to a head where people are actually seeing that like come to fruition and people are like, oh shit, maybe that's true kind of thing, which again, is yeah. which is scary, you know, it just... Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, is that they're saying is that there's eight different strains. Right. Jesus. There's eight. There's eight different strains. So you get one, you're going to get the other one again. You know, like, so, um, but the, but the whole thing is, is that, I mean, they, it, it, kids don't get it that bad. It, yeah. The, the ma- ma- vast majority of kids. Yes. Some kids get it bad, but the vast majority of kids, they get a fever and they're sick for a few days and they're fine. I yeah. can't even imagine what it would be like if the usually kids are the most at risk, like the elderly when something like this happens. Right. So I'm so glad that they are actually they're so resi- resilient to this thing. Yeah. Um, so that that's a good thing. But the thing is, and, and eventually we will build immunity to it because of these eight different strains. Once we get through this, once we pull through it. Yeah. You know, yes, unfortunately, a lot of people are going to die and all that. And it's it's awful. Absolutely yeah. terrible. Well, it's but like any disease. It's going to take to time to, to figure out how do you combat it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, science, we got scientists on this. We're going to figure out a way to get through it. So hopefully, yes, we'll get through it. But I'm just thinking like like stuff like this, just like a physical copy of yeah. a comic book. And just just smelling that ink and stuff, I'm like, this could be the end of that. This might change an entire industry like this, where all of a sudden everybody's working from home and it's, everything's digital. Yeah, and that's that's minor. <laughs> you know, sure. That's, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's if entertainment. It's yeah. That one, that's fine. But I'm like, man, I I really like collecting these things. Yeah. Yeah, you I know, mean, yeah, yeah. But at the it is minor. It really is in the scope of things. It is minor. But at the same time, it's like. But entertainment is so vital in times like this. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you had the Great Depression and things like that, like uh, forms of entertainment became they they would block they would boom because people needed to people that that could afford it at least were like I, I got to get the fuck out of this headspace and I got to go be entertained and get out of this world kind of thing. Um, and that's, that's, that's where exactly what I said, yeah, yeah. my review. Yeah. It's and I like actually entertainment is so important right yeah. now because it takes you, even though we're reading a horror comic and the things in this horror comic are, you know, terrifying. They're, they're horrible. Yeah. It takes you away from the horror of reality. Right. Yeah. You know? And me and Jordan had kind of talked about that. I don't necessarily on the podcast, I don't think, but just outside of that, like the, um, the deceased on the deceased series and they have the one going on now the unkillables that's written by tom taylor and it's fantastic uh to at least to me i i love it um but it's it's about basically it's a lot like the book sell by stephen king it's like this the anti-life equation is sent to any screen basically and everyone gets turned into zombies basically and they try to spread the that's their whole dna is now restructured to spread the anti-life equation so it's just a zombie outbreak basically they just the set it in the dc world did and you ever read the, did you ever read the cell yes 
Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I read the book um, yeah, for great. sure. Yeah, and I love it. And yeah. it's it's terrifying because it's it's like oh shit, this is plausible. Like <laughs> this yeah. could happen somehow. Um, and like, but even so, it's it's you know obviously we're not talking about zombies in real life, but it's about a viral thing that's being passed from one person to the next, and like it's still at least to me reads as entertainment and like i i, I could still have a good time with it but uh, yeah i mean at least you can see zombies you can't see this and that's in in my review, right so right i even said like one thing that can get us through this is escape through stories right now mm-hmm. art and stories are so important because it gives us focus away from horrible things even the art and stories focuses on horrible things right it's an escape yeah you know and so yeah yeah that's yeah that's what i put in my in my review yeah. there for sure. And I, I have it pulled up now. I haven't read any reviews uh, for anything, actually, unfortunately. I've, I've been I've, I'm very behind on my reading and now there's not really much to read, but I still haven't come back to read reviews. But I do have it pulled up here because I wanted to reference that, which we just did, which is awesome. Um, I, I gave it an 8.3. I, 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 I just saw that. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I don't want to uh, sit on this for too long, but like. I I don't think this would be the thing that like puts print copies out. You know what I mean? That ends print copies. Uh, but something like this getting worse and worse for sure. Like absolutely. Like um, I just – yeah, I just think that like there's no romanticism to digital. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you are a music fan and you're like really into music, sure, digital and all the upgrades and stuff are incredible, and the sound techniques they can do, it's incredible. But there's like, at least for me, there's really still nothing like picking up an old Queen record and throwing it on the on the turntable and like listening to it. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about that that like it's just this romantic kind of connection to that thing and i think that like books not just comic books but books in general and like art like on paper and something tangible that you can hold in your hands and like turn the page with your fingers you're feeling it you're smelling it you're looking at it it's it's, it's entertaining almost all of your senses and it's yeah. like i don't think that that will ever go away as long as people feel that way about art and you know what i mean like i I just don't no matter how gruesome and disgusting or whatever or pleasant and nice as it is like whatever (laughs) like you know horror comics yeah horror comics are or the bible illustrated like you know which has gruesome shit into it but (laughs) still yeah like, uh, it, like a few years ago, like I, one of my favorite artists of all time is Marilyn Manson. I love that guy. Cool. I, I just love his music and everything. And a few years ago, he came out with Heaven Upside Down. And I was like, I'm going out and getting this as a CD. And that's the last CD that I got. It was the first one in a long time that I got. I could have cool. totally just gotten that digital. But yeah. there, there's something special about just going out and actually have it like the physical thing. Yeah. in your hand yeah instead of just having to pull up an account <laughs> oh for sure no yeah yeah, so, yeah exactly. so i'm the same way i buy the i i for bands that i like like and in like in support uh i always try to buy the cd and like the record like the vinyl record oh, nice. of it yeah and like my buddy owns a record store here in town so th- that's kind of oh, like cool. the thing there like um and so it's like that's the CD is cool, 
but like there's something about that record, like that huge vinyl record, like the weight of it and everything. It's just, it's something that I still don't even really understand, you know? Like just, why does the needle fitting into that groove make this sound? Like I don't fucking get it. <laughs> it's magic to me. And yeah. like it's, there's something just, I can sit there and just watch the record spin or like read the lyrics in the booklet and whatnot and listen to a record. And it's just, it's cool. But, um, I think that anyway, all that just to say, I think that there's that element as well to, uh, books and comic books and stuff and the art too. the art's different. It's different when you read it on digital versus when you pick up the book and hold it in your hand, it's like mm-hmm. yeah, art just comes across in a different way. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I at least maybe I'm being too optimistic, but I, I think that we get back to, or finding new ways to distribute, you know, comics to the stores and, you know, the ones that are at least able to stay afloat through this, which it sucks because a lot are going to be shutting down. But anyway. Well, there's been times that I've actually changed, gone back and edited it and said, like, you know, now that I've seen the physical copies of this, I've changed my score. Yeah. On on the website where I've said, hey, you know, I gave it this this before and now i'm changing it to this just because i now i get to see it because you get the page turning yeah. you get the whole setup the way the pages are set up the paneling is better you know what i mean yeah oh, yeah stuff. yeah um so i mean there's times that i've been like all right you know what i actually like this better than i did when i read it uh, uh digitally um but yeah i mean it is it, it, it's a lot different on on digital than physical yeah. copy um it's a whole yeah. n- different experience yeah Mm-hmm. Um, all right, dude, let's fucking do this. Let's talk yep. about Basketful of Heads, number six, uh, the last issue of Hill House Comics that we'll talk about for a little while until we get back into or until they figure out how they want to distribute distribute the comics and whatnot. Um, so, again, what, what do you think? Talk what do you think about, I saw somebody that was saying that they wanted to maybe like give um, like codes codes to individual comic shops. So comic shops could sell codes to their customers. That like, sounded kind of interesting to me. Like for so, what do you mean? For digital copies. So to get a code, so you could buy a digital copy, you'd have okay. to call your comic shop, and they would sell you a code. Hmm. So you could get it. That was sounded actually kind of interesting to me because that could kind of keep them afloat until they yeah. open up again. I mean, does that include, would that include like you're, you're buying the code. So you also get the digital copy or, I mean, you also get get the physical copy. copy. Yeah. And then when they open back up, you would get the physical copy too. So like maybe pay a little bit, like a couple bucks more or something or, or or no, I was going to say that's good. That's how it worked for me. Like I would be happy doing that paying like, you know, five bucks for a comic that would normally be. To, well, I guess they're three ninety nine now, but like you know, yeah, six bucks or whatever to get the digital copy. But I also that paid for my physical copy later if I wanted to be a collector. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought I thought that was a that was an interesting uh, interesting idea where you could just call and or you know just you would be able to get those through through your comic shop and yeah. they would still be able to make it through this and yeah. make some money until they were able to open up again. For sure. I, I thought that was an interesting idea. Well, Comixology well, does have, like my comic shop has like on their website, it's like go to our digital store. And basically what it is, is like you click that link and it takes you to Comixology. But since you click that link, anything you buy through there, they get like a little kickback. Kind of like a podcast, like we have, like for mine, I have like the Nightmare Threads thing. So it's like if you go through my link, 
and order, you know, a shirt or something like you'll it, it just it links back to me and I get a little bit of kickback. Um, yeah. it, you know, it's like you, maybe you get like five percent of this. I, well, I don't know how it works because I haven't had anybody buy anything through them yet, <laughs> but it, and that's totally fine. I, whatever. I'm just like. I'm assuming it would be the same thing for comiXology that like the local comic shop would get maybe 15% of the sale price of each book or something like that. So, uh, yeah, no, I had on my, my wine website, I had an Amazon store open for years. I never yeah. made anything off of that. <laughs> yeah, there you know, was, no. yeah, there's that deal. I forget. I forgot about Amazon having like a, like a, I, don't, I can't remember what they called it, like a retailer or something, yeah, whatever. No. Yeah. It's, can't remember what they call it, but whatever. But yeah. uh, anyways, uh, Harvard Hank oh. is gonna gonna shoot uh, June. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, we're here talking about comics. Well, hang on yeah. a second. Now, what we're show is this? Comic. Yeah. So we've yeah. So basket full of heads. Number six. Penultimate. I hate that fucking word, but I always I've said it nineteen times now. But I think it, it, it you need to use it just to dig it in deeper. It's a, the more you use it, you know, it's just kind of. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but it's written by Joe Hill. We've got it's illustrated by Leo Max, colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Darren Bennett, edited by Mark Doyle, and uh, Amadio Taturo, uh, covered by Rico. Marakami variant cover by Igor Cordy. Now my comic shop actually today I picked up my pool and it, they had the main cover and the variant for some reason, which was was a mistake. But I'm glad they did because I wasn't getting the variants and the variant is actually really cool. Uh, really? Yeah, it's uh, it's June, like it's like above June with like the rain coming down. She's holding the axe. She's like looking up and like she's like holding the head of won't spoil it but like the blood's running down into the gutter it's just it's just a cool art style but um yeah got that and was like oh well they kind of made a mistake but that's okay <laughs> i like the art a lot so and again don't mind helping them out a little bit more so uh and i read the editors because last time you were like maybe we should give the editors some credit because they do a good job on this book and not the other dc books <laughs> so <laughs> uh, oh fuck but we start off with uh fucking what what's his name uh who's the the son of the fucking harvard hank harvard hank you just he said that yep harvard hank because yeah. he went to harvard you don't fuck with Harvard Hank. And I just, no. I'm giving him that they're from Maine, but to me, they're all rednecks. So, well, that mean they are rednecks. Yes. <laughs> it, um, it's one of those weird states where, like, they're kind of Canadian, but they're not. They're Southern, but way up by Canada, like Ohio. Right. They don't, like, you know, it's one of those weird states where, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, have a, I have a story that I have to tell you, but I cannot say it on air because. I feel like I would be canceled or something. I don't know if anybody even cares about canceling uh, since there's a pandemic or whatever, but I'll, I'll tell you after. Um, All right. But uh, it, it, it happened in Seattle, which is why it was so weird. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So we have, we have Hank and where we left off before was, you know, outside with the truck and all that stuff in June. So he's got a shotgun and this is how we start. I love the opening where he's like, I'm coming Junie and you don't, you don't fuck with Harvard Hank. And like, then you see like the Hamilton orchards truck door, like open and there's the fucking, uh, 
the handcuffs, handcuffs cuffs to, handcuffs the, to the to the, yeah. to the uh, meter. That's right. That and now the, with the gun. yeah, yeah. And now the door is handcuffed. As he comes around, he sees the head of um, again terrible with names. Never remember it. What's the dude's Puzo. yeah, Puzo. Puzo. Yeah. And he's got like an American flag stuffed in his mouth. <laughs> Uh, and Hank freaks the fuck out and he pulls the flag out of his mouth. And so this is where we kind of see that like, okay, someone else is interacting with the talking heads. It's not just June. Yeah. He's seeing this now, this heads talk. Puzo is talking to him and he's like, how did she get out? And basically tells him like she chopped off her fucking thumb and pulled her hand out. Like, you got to fucking do something. Well, at this moment, that's when you have June behind Hank, and she chops his motherfucking head off in a badass panel. Like, with it's like the moon in the background and Hank's head screaming and, like, the blood streaming from his head, and it's, like, flying past the moon. It's just so good. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have her awesome. With one arm. She did that one-handed. Right. With that huge axe yeah yeah so fucking awesome and then you have our credits page which is a big splash which is awesome of course and it's like now we have three heads in the basket and the axe and the arms and the ones flipping off and it's just i fucking love it man um well the thing is like you know because the in the last last issue at the end of last issue it came out where he was you know it was almost like she he came out and she was right there at with the truck but it seems like there was almost like a little bit of a time lapse when he came out with the gun yeah um because you know she, she was she's handcuffed to the meter next to the truck and then he came out with the gun it's like all right junie and um and it seems like it might have been a little bit longer between that time because obviously she had to have the time to somehow cut off her thumb right yeah um so you know it was kind of a little de- deceiving as far as as uh the time is concerned but she yeah. cut off her thumb which is freaking awesome <laughs> yeah just to get out of the handcuffs and then she got the handcuffs onto the door and set that all up and then he chopped off his head with one arm yeah she's fucking badass oh I yeah love her. She's yeah great and then you have the like the with first the person hi like his head is like going in the air with the yeah. moon behind in Dude, the background. It was great. I love that panel. Like that's so yeah. awesome. So then you go to her like pers- uh, purse first person perspective of like her like pushing the door open with the thumb gone, the bloody axe, and then like cut back from that. And she's like walking to the police station, which going back to what you said about time, you see a broken clock uh, with with hands like literal hands pointing towards the time and like the crack the or the clock is like cracked all over and there's blood down at the bottom so again talking about like time passing and like whatever the murder but then you see her in the med 3, kit 3 a.m yeah this is happening at 3 a.m yeah and, and then she she oh god painkillers and everything and dude she's, I mean, it, she's injecting the shot directly into her severed thumb and dude that makes my bones hurt straight yeah. up fucking killing me uh, that's, I mean, that just says that much about the art, like good Christ. Um, she's all business, man. Oh, fucking yeah. She's going for Liam. She doesn't Oof. care what the fuck happens or who stands in her way. Oh my God. So Great. she, she goes out to the back to the truck. She picks up the head of Hank and, uh, wraps up the body. <laughs> What's his name? The governor's head was like kind of not the governor, but who? what was he? The He was the Hamilton, right? Hamilton. He yeah, is the Hamilton from Hamilton. Yeah. 
Um, and also apparently the drug dealer on the island too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she kind of gathers their heads back together. Now they're all in the in the bucket again. Um, so what we kind of get from here, story wise, is she has all the heads sitting on the desk where the the CB radio is, like the police radio and whatnot, and. I mean, this is kind of where you get like, well, a few different things, but you get the call into the boat where Liam is being held by Sheriff fucking, what's his name? Anyway, whatever. Uh, Clawson, Sheriff Clawson. Yeah. And she like, and I'm kind of moving, just moving ahead, like broadly, she kind of like makes him call it in, but you have this other segment here where Hamilton is like playing like the religious route now. He's like, oh, you know, the Lord, this is hell and yada, yada, yada and all that stuff. And he's trying to play the moral high ground. And But they start talking mm-hmm. about Liam and how he was like flirting with the girls and he was always like showing off whatever. And he had his shirt unbuttoned and he was chiseled and like um, how Hamilton's daughters were like, flirting with him and they like showed him their grow houses basically for like marijuana and whatever else. Um, and yeah, they get in back, go back and forth about like this tape or whatever. It's like, well, what's on it? Like what's going to come back around to you? And they're like, well, that's the thing is we don't know. We don't know about the tape. So it's still kind of like unclear about what's really going on with Liam. At least to me, it seems like it's still kind of like, was he really? Then you get Puzo, who's telling like, you know, uh, the same kind of story about how uh, Liam was like, you know, always out there. But you see what's actually happening, and like Puzo, like, kind of came on to Liam and like tried mm-hmm. to like make a move on him, and Liam was like, "Hey, it's fine. Like, I, I we're good. I, you know, I'm I'm just I'm straight, and I, you know, all good." Don't worry about it. But then Puzo goes on the defensive and is like angry and you know what I mean? He's like embarrassed or whatever. Um, and it, that kind of turns into sort of like a little bit, you see a little bit more of like the resentment there. So a little bit more backstory on that. Um, despite the fact that again, Liam was like, Hey, it's totally cool, but you know, maybe you should talk to your wife about this kind of thing. And that's when he freaks out um, yeah. on him. So, you kind of really dig in deeper into this sort of the character's interactions with Liam moving forward. Um, but she, at this point though, like she doesn't really seem concerned with like Liam flirting and you know what I mean? It seems like she's kind of like, I don't think she, eh, whatever. I don't think she believes them. I think she thinks it's they're making it up. Yeah, um, but and, and I mean, uh, going way back until when she has all these, she collects them all and then puts them back in the basket in the rain and everything. And 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 Puzo is just kind of like, you know, you're you're in no condition to take on Chief Clausen. Like he's going to he's going to kick your ass. I mean, you just cut off your thumb. You're oh, yeah. Yeah. And and she's just like, I, I don't need to outfight him. I need to use my head, my heads. <laughs> you know um, uh, right yeah <laughs> kind of like a, that, that kind of thing but the thing when she's ha- she has them all lined up in the police station and you can see through the color of their faces how long they've been dead like they, they have yeah you can see that puzo is starting to turn blue 
Yeah. And then in Hamilton's, you know, not looking much better, yeah. you know, and then and then the one and then, and then Hank is, you know, fresh and everything. So you could see that they're actually yeah. starting to decompose um, and the, the longer that their heads have been cut off, they're starting to see the the effects of that as far as their flesh and, and everything. And um, so I thought that, that was kind of cool where it's not like it's not they're going to be heads forever. Like they're, they're dying. They're, they're falling apart. They're yeah. deteriorating. They're, you know, um, the, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I don't think she, I don't think she wants to believe that, that Liam has done any of this. Right. And, uh, I mean, you really can't blame her cause she's in love with the guy. But, but one of the things too, that and when they're going back and, um, talking about what all these things that happened, with Liam and the police and everything is that now we found out that guy who fell, they claimed that fell down the stairs to the dock. It was actually a cop on the, and, hold on. I'm trying to, uh, go back to where it was before, um, Puzo put the moves on Liam. Um, we actually find out that guy who he fell down the stairs because he was trying to stop them from stealing the boat. Um, and they said, you know, he fell down, he hit his head and he died. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So we actually find out that that guy was actually a cop that, and that would, that's what took, um, the sheriff's son and the sheriff's daughter out of, uh, not his, not daughter, his mother out of the house. Yeah. Um, so the, and so, yeah, so I didn't know that. I thought it was just some guy that some random citizen, you know, um, instead of a cop. Um, so we found that out. And that's how they got they they figured that they needed to get rid of this guy. So they actually killed him just to to set all of this up. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and then like freaking Liam's out there with his shirt off and, you know, sweating and stuff. And then Puto puts the moves on him, and tries to yeah. kiss his shoulder. And he's like, ah, and, what the hell? Yeah. I don't care if you're gay and, or not, man. But <laughs> right. And that's <laughs> when wife think of this? and that scene is triggered by her saying like, okay, so why do you want the tape then, Puzo, basically? Yeah. Like, what's on it that you don't want anyone to hear? Like, what do you get on you? And it shows that scene, and his response is, you know, uh, I did what I did to protect Chief. That's all. He's been like an older brother to me. I don't expect you to get it. And he doesn't He doesn't tell them that. You're just seeing what really happened. And so that's an interesting thing that, like, again, goes into this idea of this tape that he's got recorded. So, like, it's like everyone has some reason you know, yeah. for, for whatever's going on with Liam. Um, and with Hank, I love that. She's like, you know, call your dad's boat. And like, I want to figure out what's going on. You need to report in that everything's normal. And otherwise I'm going to cut off your ear, which freaks him out, of course, which is like, you're in a, you're a severed head. Like you shouldn't care, but it's all new to him. So the other guys are used to it at this point. And then she's like threatening mm -hmm. to cut off his tongue and all that stuff. Um, it's, I love this. Yeah, the, the, she put them back in the basket and like put it on a cabinet, and so she's got him alone on the desk, and they're just watching from the basket with the American flag. I love that. Oh yeah, it's, they're like the, peeking so over, they're just yeah. like peeking over over the basket, <laughs> watching this happen. That's great. Yeah, and he's got a CBN, but turns out that uh, uh, he used a code word in there, which we'll we'll get to here. That kind of which I don't get, which is stupid. This is the only thing, the only issue that I have 
with that. It yeah, it's it's kind of weird. We'll get to it yeah. when we when we get there. But so she goes to the dock and she's got the heads and she leaves them in the in the truck in the car. I guess the dune buggy, whatever. And she gets in the boat and she waits for the sheriff to leave the boat. So well, yeah, because because she had she had uh, Hank call right. Yeah, and say you know like um, what did he say? He said. Uh, he made him get on the dinghy and go to a certain place, right. basically. Like, I know I'm in trouble. You need to go help me and and all that. And then she actually uh, she, well, she puts him back in the basket and threatens to cut his tongue off and, like, actually grabs his yeah. tongue with scissors and tries to clip it off. So basically they're trying to get him, the the sheriff, off of the boat yeah. so well, she can and, go in and save Liam. Yeah, and so the, the sheriff's son is like, I'm hurt. She got me. Like, she came in the police station. She hit me. Like, she fucked me up really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, you know, that's the thing. It's like, I've been really hurt. And then she took the keys to the Toyota. I think she's going to try and drive across the causeway. She fucked me up real bad. I need you to come and help me. But he's like, negatory. Uh, she can't drive across, but it would, wouldn't be any trouble to grab one of the rowboats tied up to the meat. Let's we'll see. What is dad, please? She did something terrible. Uh, I need you to come here and he mm-hmm. says hang in there bear stand see you soon over and out so basically like i guess he, the idea was that he was going to come at least as we see it that he was actually going to come to there help is, him there, yeah, yeah yeah so there there was a code word that he used which is yeah. toyota right that, that was a code word that they they decided that they would use if anybody was in trouble right um, because he doesn't have a toyota Right. Um, but so th- I think the thing is, is that w- his response was saying, I'm not going anywhere was the ruse. Yeah. And, and so like it was like almost like when I was reading, it was like he's telling you he's in trouble. You know, yeah. like he's actually saying it. He's telling you he's in trouble, that he's get he's getting messed up, like something really bad happened. Why would you need to use that code word if he's actually saying that? Right. It, That's think, what was weird think, to me. Yeah. Yeah, so like, but he's actually saying that to you. But I think the whole thing was actually his response, the 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 uh, the sheriff's response, where he was saying like, "Nah, you're good. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here." Blah blah blah. And and I think that was basically like that was the ruse that he's gonna stay there when he's not because he's actually gonna go try to get him. I, th- I think that was the whole point of that, and uh, it might have not yeah. been done well, well, and you know, put across well enough, uh, because he does. He goes out and he goes to the place that his son wants him to go, um, when he said he wouldn't. So I think that was the whole point of that. Yeah, uh, code name. But, but the first time I read it, I, I I did not get that. I was like, he told you he was in trouble. Why do you need a code word? <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she goes so, out on the dinghy and and he goes bef- he she waits for him to leave the ship on his dinghy. She goes out in her little boat and everything and goes on the ship to to try to save Liam. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he's all tied up and bruised and whatnot to a pole here inside the uh like in the kind of the lower the in the lower deck and that you see like brass knuckles and like a like a saw and like a taser <laughs> it's like oh, yeah. torture it's devices and shit vodka you see yeah smear off and <laughs> her well, as she gets on the ladder her like when she jumps off it pushes her boat away so her her boat is is gone now like it's mm-hmm. it's floating away um of course liam is like what the hell is going on like he's gonna come back for you and she's like no 
you know, explains kind of what happened. Um, and she starts saying like, I mean, what does she say? She's like, I sent him on a wild goose chase. Uh, we have to get you loose. And he's like, and she tells him like, I know all about the other guys. They're gone along with Harvard Hank. I took Hank's fucking head right off his neck. I whacked him and I whacked Ned Hamilton and I whacked Puzo after we get you out of here. We'll make claws and wish he died with him. We'll pull that fucker's whole life right down on top of him. Well, that he gets her basically. uh, Sneaks up behind her. Yeah. He He came right back because he he figured out it was a, you know, it was a ruse. Yeah. He he figured it was a setup. Yep. Yeah. And so of course, you know, he's he's dragging her down and Liam's like screaming. And he looks worse in this panel than any of the other ones. God, that eye. But um, so she ends up getting the axe and like hitting the sheriff, uh, hitting claws and up the chin with it. Um, yeah, with the, with the butt end. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he like throws her out, I guess, takes her up the ladder somehow and throws her out, knocks her out. And he kicks the axe out into the water. And like, next thing we see, I guess he not he kicks her and knocks her out, and then uh, we have her. I guess she's passed out. Yeah, he, t- he ties her up to the anchor, right? And, and and Liam's just crying, like, please stop, like just yeah. let her go. And he's like, all right, you know what? Yeah. You get your wish. I'm gonna let her go. And yeah, he picks her up and dumps her into the water with the anchor tied to it, and so yeah. she's just sinking to the bottom. Yeah, of, and of the lake. Yeah, and at the same same time, Liam is like, there's no tape. There's no tape. I don't know what you're talking about. There's no tape kind of thing. So that's kind of where, yeah, that's where we're left off is uh, to be continued. She's being sunk down (laughs) fucking with this anchor. And I'm like, I can only assume she'll like land on the axe and be able to like rub her restraints against it to get loose i don't dude i really don't know at this point well, what Whew. she's gonna do is i mean she's gonna she's gonna pull a uh a uh what's her name from uh from red hood and be like to me mistress and it's just gonna come oh her. yeah she's gonna freaking well that's <laughs> you know? okay well yeah well that's kind of the thing is like he's restraining her and the axe is glowing mm-hmm. and like He's pulling her away, and you see this weird vibration around her hand, and then you she just has it all of a sudden. But it's it you know if you notice the axe is always glowing, like whenever she's like in danger and like when you know yeah. what I mean. And so it's glowing now, it's glowing that red or whatever. And you have this weird vibration around her hands, and then she just has it, like and not even just like by like the end of the handle but she's got it up by the axe itself and like cracks this dude so i'm like i think you're right i think it's this kind of like the fucking like the force or whatever type of thing where she can like pull it to her so i think i think you're right that's probably actually what's gonna end up happening is like that thing comes to her and like sets her free and she comes up and but i'm still just like there's something else going on with this girl where she's like, I fucking chopped off the heads of all these motherfuckers that I'm going to save you. And it's like, well, hang on now. Something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, but I love it, man. I know it's, it's so much fun. Uh, the Toyota keyword thing was a little weird. Um, story wise, kind of like, so that but was think, the keyword for your son to be in trouble, but you like, don't go help him. You know that you're supposed to leave the ship 
or the boat and then come back to the boat. Like I, you know, like that's reading it this time. Cause I, I, I didn't get it at first. Cause I was like, you told him you were in trouble. That, the, exactly what right. you were saying. Right. And then you use the keyword and you kept telling me you were in trouble. You were really, you were messed up and all that. And I didn't get it the first time, first few times I read it. And, but now I, I'm seeing that it might be because, um, he, he was like, all right, I realize you're in trouble. And he was like, he was pretending to not care to be right. like, you know, just, just say, all right, you know, you, you're okay. Don't worry about it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm yeah. staying here. He said, well, and he said, I'll see you soon. So it's just yeah. very nondescript, you know, it's just kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of, it was almost like a ruse, like whatever, yeah. you know, screw you kid. And then he went out, he did exactly what he was, he said he wasn't going to do. And he opened the door for yeah. that to happen. And then he came back, you know? So I, I think it was actually, that was probably why that happened. Why that uh, keyword was in there to, yeah, yeah. to, to kind of pull that off. And I, I wish it was kind of done better because I like it, like you said it was kind of it didn't make sense at first, but yeah I mean yeah great was, issue though still oh yeah for sure yeah <laughs> no I was not sorry I was throwing something in the trash can um not disappointed at all um I I, I guess far as a uh, <clears throat> penultimate issue goes uh, <laughs> uh no I I'm like. Wait, you we've got one more issue to tell me what the fuck is going on. Uh still don't know what's going on with the axe. You know? Get it on Christmas. Who knows? What is it? it? Yeah. But mm-hmm. either way, uh dude, just a fucking great line of comics. And this story in particular. Um man. I don't really know what else to dig into other than like what we've already talked about, but like, I, I can't wait, wait to see how it wraps up. I can't wait to see if they continue this with new stories, whatever it is. Um, well, I guess obviously we just have to wait and see, but, uh, yeah. And I, I, yeah, like God, I just enjoy this. I love the art. Uh, the, I mean, from the penciling or inking or whatever to the coloring and everything. And just the way, every panel works out to me is just like incredible. Uh, it plays so well against the story. Like they, they just complement each other. So yeah. I, the, the creative teams on these and uh, really, especially this one and Lolo woods, like it's, they're really like in sync with each other. You know, they, they, yeah. they have a great kind of thing going on and uh, I would love to see it continue. So, uh, but no, I, well, dude, even- I loved it. Even like the, just the characters, every single character in the story is so different, and there's it it yeah. holds so well. I mean, I'm I'm looking at that panel again where you have Puzo and Hamilton peeking out of the basket with uh, yeah. Harvard Hank, and yeah. then you know like and they're just so different different personalities. I would love to see more of this. Yeah, like I want them to keep going. I don't want it to be just one more. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I or want like actually more from these characters to actually interact and and do more things together and stuff. I, it's great. Yeah, or it's like have this creative good. team follow the axe as a moving forward, like an anthology oh, yeah. style series, like that. You're not necessarily following these characters, but like follow the axe and to what characters yeah. it chooses, kind of thing would be really cool. Yeah, um, maybe do a prequel. 
prequel, yeah, prequel, a sequel, it's, whatever. It's yeah, old. it's a, it's an old, you know, Nordic axe. Yeah, that would be badass. <laughs> I got an old Norse story with this thing. Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome, dude. I'm yeah, I'm into it. But either way, I'm into this man, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be bittersweet when we finally get that that last issue of this, um, that seventh issue rather. Who knows? Maybe they'll continue and decide that so. it's I worth hope it. I hope there's a round two. They yeah, just different stories, and they just do it all again. You know? Yeah, round two of uh, of a Hill House. Hell yeah, so. man! Well, dude, uh, it's been a blast talking about the book. Real quick, before we um, sign off, give the uh, tell the people where they can find you and all the different places. Oh, the, the, well, yeah, okay. So, well, I uh, I I write some reviews for WeirdScienceDCComics.com. dot yep. com. Uh, which is at uh, Weird Science DC Comics, I believe, on Twitter. Um, but I also have my own uh, that that's run by completely different people. I just kind of do it on the side, kind of yep. thing. Um, but I also have my own wine blog at the Wine Stalker. That is T H E W I N E S T A L K E R. Um, and <laughs> the Wine Stalker. I'm you know kind of creepy stalking kind of thing. <laughs> um, and, and the net and stuff like that. So I'm watching and, your yeah, wine. So, yeah, yeah. But if you want to see, like, you know, just me with like, usually my, you know, comic related stuff, it's Joey Casco, C A S C O on Twitter and stuff like that. That's basically, that's where you can find me. So, yeah. Hell yeah, that's man. basically it. Yep. Awesome. Well, dude, um, we'll, we'll find another. Another fucking <laughs> series. Uh, in the we meantime, to, we'll find another book to to sort of cover or something to kind of go back and do, you know. Well, you're talking about witches, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, that's one that I actually still need to read the whole thing. I only have I've only read the first issue, uh, oh, so really? that would be a really cool one. And I have the I have the first volume. It's just I've only ever read the first issue for some reason. Um, who, is that part of, who who published that? Um, image, I believe it's Scott Snyder and I can't remember who does the art. Maybe Jock does the art, but it's image. Um, and yeah, it's a straight up horror fucking comic about witches, man. And it's brutal. And, uh, maybe we should do that. That would be cool. We can go issue by issue or we can, yeah, do the volume or whatever. But, um, yeah, it'd be fun to do. Um, kind of go back one right here. Oh, dude. It's seven forty nine on Kindle Comicsology. All right, Comicsology. Yeah, I was gonna say check out Comicsology because it might be. I don't know if you have Comicsology Unlimited, which is like five ninety nine a month, but there's a bunch of not. stuff on there that you can just read because yeah. if, you, if you pay monthly or whatever, I've got so many fucking things in my queue. But um, yeah, we'll we'll figure out what we're gonna cover next. But I, I'm gonna I do have a stack now of like sort of the old school things where I'm doing the music and the cheesy stupid fucking voices or whatever, but. Um, awesome i can't wait yeah. to hear it i yeah, love man. those <laughs> we'll go back and forth between it because i, I enjoy I doing this i enjoy doing this with you so we'll find some stuff to go back and do for sure so uh right. but yeah man um i, lo- I love your solo stuff too because i love your voices <laughs> thanks <laughs> man. Your voices and everything it's great oh man well but thank it, you very much it's uh <laughs> I, I feel i don't feel dumb when i'm doing it i'm having a blast and i'll go back when i'm editing it and stuff i'm like what the fuck is wrong with me? Why? Why is my wife? I know she can hear me down there doing this. What? It, what is she thinking? Like when I'm like, <laughs> she's got to be like, 
well, uh, time to sign the divorce papers. So yeah, I need to accept it. <laughs> uh, but she just, she's fully supports it. So I'm like, Hey, you know what? I found the right one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, dude, you get, you got to check out once in future. Just I, check it out. I actually, speaking of comiXology, I bought it on comiXology, comiXology the first, I, I think the first volume, I think I actually ended up buying it. So I've got it on there. It might be on Unlimited or whatever, but I have it. I downloaded it. So I just got to read so it. Good. Like when I mean, when when King Arthur comes back to life, it's like, holy shit. I was like <laughs> literally like like goosebumps. I was like, oh, crap. Hell yeah, man. It's so good. It's so good. Hell yeah. Check well, yeah, I'll check it out, man. Uh, okay, we're going to close out this episode. And uh, dude, uh, you know. We'll see what happens when we come back, but uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll we'll cover it when we get back to it. All right, man. All right, that wraps up episode number 29, and thank you all again for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Uh, please feel free to hit me up on Twitter. You heard the contact info at the beginning of the episode, but if for some reason you didn't, you can find me on Twitter and message me uh, or whatever at horror comics pod and email in your uh, original work for me to talk about and review on the show your real life horror ghosts whatever stories uh, to read on the show let me know if you want to be anonymous you can email those also to horrorcomicspodcast at gmail.com thank you all so very much again and continue to please reading horror comics new and old thank you and stay safe